0: they there, lovely. It is Kim Valentine here, or Libby Kennedy from Neighbours.
1: Hey, this is Emily Milburn, Caitlin Atkins from Neighbours. Hi, this is candace lease Wendy Rodwell on Neighbours. And you are listening to the award-winning, the best podcast in the entire world, to the Neighbourhood Rewatch. Now, welcome to the Neighbourhood Rewatch podcast. I'm not going to say it. I know what. I, you, I know that you know what we won. Um. Uh, so I'm not going to say it, because Adam will just kick off straight away. And of course, we do have Adam with us. All right. And of course, we've got Tim. Hello. Uh, we have been watching Neighbours episodes 4,006 to 4,010 uh, on Daily Motion, uh, on Neighbours UK Fans Forever. Uh, just want to give you an update on the adverts. They've gone for me. I don't know if they have for you, Adam. Gone. They've gone. Thanks. Loved it
2: this week. Yeah.
1: Got to go straight through them. Uh, it was weird that they just did adverts for a week. Yeah, it was weird. weird. But yeah, the adverts are gone. So Motion is is safe again, everybody. Um <clears throat> this podcast is not though, unfortunately. Uh you can before we get to the podcast, of course, you can follow us on socials at watch neighbor, all the all all the socials you can think of. Uh, of course you can subscribe to our Patreon for just one pound a month. Uh, this this week, you get all Adam's uh, film ideas, which... No, no.
2: Fuck you. Do not put all that
1: in. You said he didn't want them, uh, but he said there's some great ideas. Do what you can with them. Uh. Bastards.
2: <laughs> you know what, though? With the socials, got to commend you on your clips last week. I thought your clips last week were pretty good. I think there was two or three of them, and I lulled at them. I thought they were pretty good, which was good. They weren't just you, but you, your own best bits. They're like <laughs> all three of us, shone. Um So that was nice. That I, I enjoyed them last week. If you haven't had a chance to listen to them, give them a listen on all the social shit.
1: Yeah, I just listen to the whole episode where it's just it's just constant clips. Every every minute is a clip of something great. You 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 don't know what's going to come out of my mouth at any point. Neither do I at this
2: point. <laughs> Again, just taking credit for all the clips and all, pretty much the whole thing there. We don't know what's going to come out of his mouth.
0: He, de- he definitely could have said, you just never know what's going to happen next. But he said, you'll never know what's coming out of
2: my mouth. He did. He did. He made it all about him once again, Tim. Unbelievable. Carry on. Come on. <laughs> <laughs>
1: like I said, we watched... Some Neighbours episodes, uh, some big Neighbours episodes. Of course, this is all, you know, this kind of season so far has all been built into one thing so far. And that is, of course, the wedding, the wedding of Steph to Mark. Uh, Joe still can't speak. If you remember last week, Tim, Joe's lost his voice because he's had some experimental uh, snoring uh, acupuncture stuff going on i don't know was an injection or something yeah you're right yeah yeah it's ridiculous like yeah so he still can't speak so he's like well well he's writing on pieces of paper but lynn's gonna have to do this i think he writes on this piece of paper lynn do speech uh and lynn's like no i can't do the speech uh but she has a go uh, she reads your speech and it is a lovely little speech it's very nice uh makes lynn cry a little bit uh Makes everyone very very proud, because of course the wedding's tomorrow.
2: Um, so it's, it's crept up on us. It, like w- like half these people haven't been in the episodes for the past couple of, couple of days. And what was surprising me was, I think it was the night before. We've I've said a couple of times on on this, like Steph and Mark are the worst couple I've ever fucking seen. They they've got nothing about them whatsoever. It's mental. Uh, they don't. There's nothing in the build up here before the wedding they haven't seen each other according to neighbors for about two weeks by the looks of this it's really weird they don't spend any time with each other the day before um like or you know anything romantic or anything at all it's it's so odd they they were never gonna get married these two spoiler alert um it's it's (laughs) so oh it's awful i don't understand what they were doing he's constantly at work as well He's, he's at work on the wedding day, I think.
1: Yeah, no, I'm he sure
2: is. he's arsing about at work at some point.
1: He he's, he's like, oh, fuck it, I'll just do the breakfast shift. Isn't the day of your wedding? Yeah, it doesn't matter. I'll just do the breakfast shift.
2: It's, it's oh, It makes no sense. Steph's at home getting ready for this wedding, and it doesn't seem... There's nothing between the two of them. Again, blows my mind.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, Steph is getting ready in the morning. She's uh, shipping, sh- sipping champagne with uh, Flick and Shell uh, and then she gives them some nice little gifts as well, as a thank you for just being sisters and bridesmaids uh, and Lynn's looking on, she's kind of peering around the corner which is a bit weird, but looking on very proudly, like oh look at all my girls, aren't they all beautiful, aren't they great aren't they a nice great moment. family nice moment, isn't this family fantastic the sisters all get along nothing's going to go wrong, this is going to be a great
2: day, what what did you think? Because obviously you've had you've had a, a little bit of a you quite like Lynn at certain at certain points on this podcast. We found we, like you every so often you get a bit of a, a thirst yeah, for Lynn.
1: It's usually when it's in pajamas, if I'm honest.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I was really disappointed with Lynn's outfit for this wedding. Yeah, um, it wasn't as outlandish as we hoped. There wasn't anything. To, it was like a. A brown, like a dark brown, which instantly, for me, I was not expecting. I thought it would be quite outlandish. Brown, and it was like a suit, but like a knee-length brown skirt and then a brown, ill-fitting jacket. It looked terrible. Now, I don't know, Tim, what Grace's mum is wearing to the wedding. I hope to God it's not a brown, (laughs) ill-fitting. No, it won't be brown. No, I imagine it's absolutely fabulous. All the glam. But this, I was just a bit disappointed with Lynn. I don't know what you thought about this. Because no, the no, bridesmaid obviously. dresses were really nice. They were like these red slinky numbers, um, which would look brilliant. But Lynn, I feel like she let the slide down a little bit.
1: Yeah, I was expecting some sort of leopard print uh, somewhere. Just even like a little flash of it.
2: But no, it was
1: very disappointing. I don't think you needed
2: a flash. Again, you've got a bit. <laughs> got a bit carried you away. it now. a little bit. <laughs> so while uh his sisters are getting pissed
1: on the morning uh mark just finished his breakfast shift and his best man slash
2: cousin shows up and he's a massive cunt of course he's a a massive cunt and this is so good go on (laughs) i didn't know because this this guy's been in this before but we we don't think we remembered the whereabouts this is the first time we see this guy
1: this is no he has been in a storyline before which I think we've missed at some point. Oh, okay. Uh his name is Tim Collins. Um uh, Neighbours fans will remember him as the dodgy lawyer that Shane Ramsey hires towards the end of Neighbours to get shit on Paul Robinson. Um uh, He looks
2: exactly the same. He does.
1: He is exactly he's he's got hair but that's the only thing that's changed. Uh but yeah, he's an absolute gun. He's uh yeah, he's trying to fuck Toadie over at some point. Um, but yeah, he's an absolute gun. And he's like, right, okay, I'm the best man. Where's the bridesmaids? I'm gonna shag them all. <laughs> he
2: surrenders. He makes yeah. Darcy look like an absolute amateur, nice guy at this stage.
1: He does, he does give Darcy a run for his money this week. Uh yeah, he's like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna shag them all. Where are they all? I'm like, oh well, we need to go drop some flowers off or something at the house so you can, you know, you can go in and you know take your pick and. And he shows up, and then Dee, Dee answers like Dee's well up for
2: it. D's like super thirsty as usual. I love, this is she's my favorite character in the show now. It's not just <laughs> like she is obviously smoking hot and everything, but she is she's brilliant in these episodes. Again, we'll get to one of the other storylines and things that happen to her in a bit, I imagine. But again. I was hoping, like, did continue with D wants cock storyline. They they are going hard with this at the moment. <laughs> Straight away, like, this guy's an absolute horrible con. I mean, again, another hero of yours, I imagine. But D's like, he is a con. Still want the cock? Still.
1: <laughs> 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 well, she's pretty much before she's met him. She's pretty much already decided she's going to sleep with him.
2: Like she yeah, she he's done that thing like or pick of the bridesmaids or whatever, but D is also like whoa, best man is is the best man showing up? I'll probably shag him. Like she's (laughs) just as bad at this stage.
1: (laughs) Yeah, again, really give Darcy a run for the money this week. Uh but then she opens the door and realizes it's uh Tim Collins who has tried to fuck Tody off more. She's like, Oh, it's you. Ugh. Uh like I said, not completely put off, but you know, it is it, it's, it's dampened the fire just a little bit. Um uh, so yeah, he drops off flowers and does whatever. And uh, stick of uh, Steph and Mark see each other very quickly. Uh because Steph has found out she's not pregnant. Because on the morning of the wedding, the doctor's rang and gone, You're not up the duff, Got it confirmed. Uh so she's like, well, Oh okay. okay, never mind. So she tells Mark. Mark like, again, no reaction. Can't tell what he's doing.
2: <laughs> no, he's not. He's not gutted. He's not happy. He's not that she's not. <laughs> Literally no reaction.
1: However, he does look miserable later on though, because as the the wedding's at Laster's Lake, obviously because the church is burnt down, and he's there looking miserable as fuck, just throwing rocks into Laster's Lake, and like everyone's all excited, and Rosie's doing the the ceremony, and everyone like. Some of the cast are there, and they're all chattering away, and everyone's excited. It's a wedding. and He's just fucking miserable. His best man's like, "Come on, mate! Like, I'm going to shag a load of birds tonight. <laughs> you're probably going to get some too." Like, how would you? How would you let
0: it get that far if you're just going to be fed up about it?
2: <laughs> he is proper fed up as well. He's not like. It's, he is literally just picking up stones and throwing them in, in a lake, which is the obvious sign for someone who is fed up. Like, he couldn't have looked <laughs> more fed up.
1: Yeah, everyone else is having a great time. Best man, I think the best man comes to goes to Rosie and goes, Got some whiskey? Do you want it? And she goes, Is it? Is
2: it malt? Single malt? Yeah, I'll fucking have some of that. Thank you. She fucking nails it. Although, never have I seen a less convincing, full. Hit flask in my life, it there was <laughs> so good. They didn't even fill it with water for this, it was very clearly empty. It wound me up a little bit like <laughs> they could have just put water in, no one would have seen. And it looks like you're actually taking a drink or something. There was clearly nothing in it, it wound me <laughs> up a little bit. Yeah, it took it, it, it out the
1: realism of the, it yeah. made the usual high realism. Uh, so everyone shows up. The bridesmaids, the letter, Joe, Steph. And Joe walked down. Uh, I thought Shell was going to deck it, though. I thought that's what they were building to, because they send Shell out first, and they're like, "Well, because they've done this thing where Shell just falls over randomly. <laughs> like she's going to fucking deck it. This is what's going to, this is what's going to start off the chain event. She's going to fucking deck it."
2: No, then... but that that was when she was self conscious and didn't have a man. But um... now. Have you noticed she's a bit more confident because she has she is a bit loved up at the moment, so now she can walk in a straight line without fucking falling over. There you go.
1: Character development,
2: right there. Do you want a side bit of the Shell storyline? Very, a, a very quick bit. Yeah, might as well. Um... So Shell Tim has got um, a, a tattoo. She's got she's got a Gaelic kind of. Um, Cross thing on a upper on a shoulder. Um it's not the most ridiculous tattoo I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there we go. He's got his tattoos out. Look well, at that. Well, maybe this one, who knows? <laughs> who knows? Um,
1: is that a new one? No, I've had that one fucking years. Have you? Yeah, I've had that one absolutely <laughs> years.
2: What is it? Tim, that's a new tattoo, isn't it? That is, is not thats not a new a tattoo.
0: It's not.
1: That is not a new tattoo. I've had
2: that one.
0: That, that, mm-hmm. is, that is a swirl that Seth drew when he was one. <laughs> is that what it is? No,
2: it's not. I was about it, to say, oh, fair play. That's it, quite a nice touch. The, like, it, it's <laughs> a joke. That,
1: that tattoo like, predates yeah. Seth.
2: Is it just is is it is there more to it that we can't? I'm Sorry, everyone. It's, a, oh, it's a kind audio of, podcast. Oh, it, I apologize. It's
1: watercolored, and then it's and then it's got like a swirl. It's it's it's, it's to represent endless energy. Because that's because that's what I have is endless energy.
2: Is that true? Or like, yeah, that bit's
1: true. Yeah, I've not made that. I long.
2: can't tell anymore. What Tim <laughs> said sounds just as feasible. I don't. <laughs> more tattoos, everyone. Uh, so she's got this little tattoo which turns out to just be Henna. Like, they start selling this, like, they they sell this tattoo, like, oh, my God, if Lynn and Joe see this, this is the fucking worst thing that's ever going to happen. This is worse than what, Joe losing his voice and all that shit. But then she says, it's Henna, right? Well, that'll come off.
1: Yeah.
2: And he's not impressed at
1: all. He's just like, okay. Oh, yes. can you got it it for And he's like, no, I I can't fucking read. And she's like
2: it's, oh, well. it's just an extra thing like i don't I was just wondering though if if you or Tim were going to get any tattoos for for the the upcoming wedding is great is grace gonna get one for the big day like what would what's what's the deal with that I, I thoughts so are you going to commemorate Tim and Grace's wedding by getting another tattoo
1: <laughs> that's a good idea I could probably get it during the ceremony as well just while they're doing their vibes you just say this
0: (laughs) just giving yourself a tattoo (laughs) and then it literally just says G&T
1: that'd be (laughs) alright
0: I'd be up for that
1: a commemorative tattoo
0: he's up for it Tim he said it, it's recorded it's in the podcast millions of people hear it
1: Yeah, I'll get commemorative tattoo. Not a problem at all. Actually, no. We should get like some like, Just like like Diana and Charles? had, would like. You know, there was all sort of like commemorative teacups and plates and stuff like that.
2: I think we should right. Get it. Would I, like knowing knowing Grace's family history and and the full like, you know the lineage of that of the uh, the clan and everything. I imagine that's already that's already getting sorted. I imagine. <laughs> I imagine this is. Special- I imagine the finals. Royal Dalton, Royal Dalton <laughs> is being um, crafted, as we speak, by the family fucking saucer makers. Um, so I imagine that's what we'll be eating our fucking prawns off on the day. <clears throat> There's going to be a tapestry behind you both when when you're married, obviously, to him. There's going to be a tapestry as well and, and all that kind of stuff at the wedding. That's That's going to be... Oh.
1: Yeah.
2: Good stuff. That's good stuff.
1: <laughs> and tapas as well. I
2: hope. Tapas would be good. <laughs> tapas, <yeah. laughs> tapas depicted in a tapestry.
1: <laughs> there you go. That, that's the commemorative tattoo. That's it
2: as, as JK taps ass. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's a multi layered tattoo. I'm tapping ass, eating tapas on a tapestry.
0: Please
1: Thank do
2: it. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> we're talking about neighbors. Go on, sorry. If any of my listeners want to draw that
1: on lab, that'll save me a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> I could just get that screenshot, take it to the tattoo shop. Oh, here we go. Uh, I forgot what we we're saying about the wedding now. Oh yeah, they walk down. Oh, Michelle's got a tattoo. Connor's like why? And it only seems and then like they're like, oh, you need to do your dress fitting. Oh, by the way, you're having a sleeveless dress. And then was like, oh, fuck, I didn't think about that. I've got a fucking tattoo now. So Libby's in the back having to fucking scrape it off.
0: Why wouldn't she know the day
1: of what she was wearing? <laughs> the fuck's sake, hey, neighbours. But then Libby's like, oh, I've seen you and Connor. Uh, you two shagging, are you? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, yeah. She's like, oh, well, well done. I'm glad for you. Um uh, yeah, so there's a little shell side story there. Uh, so she doesn't fall down. Uh, and then Joe and Steph come next. And Joe looks super proud. And Steph says her vowel, Steph says her vows, which are very lovely vows. She also says her full name as well. It's brilliant. She, it's so good. Fantastic. We've not
2: expected it at all. It's really not good.
1: Go what do you think Stephanie Scully's middle name is? She says, "I I'm Stephanie." Definitely...
0: The second Adam said that, I knew this fucking question was coming to me, and you do this to me every time. You put me on the spot, like how, like you, you know that there's
1: no way I'm coming close. Just think of something ridiculous because it won't be as more ridiculous as what it actually is. I don't know.
0: Like it could be Joseph. Like it could be. He's fucking done it. I just guessed this
2: spot on? She is Stephanie
1: Joe Scully.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It works, but it's ridiculous and it's brilliant, and it made me laugh out loud. It's so good.
1: (laughs) It's fucking brilliant. I have to stop watching it because I was
2: laughing that much. But then it's so heartfelt in a way as well because Joe is so proud of her, walking her down the aisle. Like it's brilliant, (laughs) but ridiculous. Is it just Joe? Is it like it's short for Joanne or just Joe? Well, that's it. Yeah, she she just says Joe. She doesn't say Joanne, Josephine, yeah. Joella. Stephany she Scully. just goes Stephanie Joe Scully. <laughs> <laughs> really good.
1: If I have another kid, I'm legit giving it the middle name of Joe Scully. <laughs> 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 Joe Scully, he's a, Joe
2: Scully. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and again, you've said that now, so you have to do it. <laughs>
1: Uh so yeah she does her vows and they're all very lovely and she talks about how much she loves Mark. Uh Mark goes to reciprocate these vows and he just fucking can't. He uh he looks at Flick way too many times.
2: Uh he um, know himself here.
1: yeah. Looks at Flick can't and just says, sorry, can't do it. And at this point, Joe Scully gets his voice back because the episode ends with Joe's going, fuck. <laughs> <laughs>
2: And that's how he just shouts it out, it's brilliant he just goes, fuck Um, (laughs)
1: and then yeah that's the end of the episode Uh, so I'll have to fill a little bit in for you now because the next episode uh, is very very short only shows like the very final scene Uh, but we've not missed much at all Uh, oh, just a little side note as well not many people are at this wedding Uh, there's only so many cast members they put (laughs) to this wedding
2: never is
1: (laughs) i I, love how they try and cover for some of them not being there
2: i liked that it's (laughs) it's carl and drew who drew is one of steph's best friends you'd probably have to say carl who main event are from the street and everything very close with the scullies carl and drew just aren't fucking there and susan (laughs) like it's almost like they couldn't think of a reason because they can't (laughs) susan goes oh I wonder where Carl and Drew are. And then, like, someone else goes, I hope, I hope it's not uh, baby problems? Like, with the baby? And Susan yeah. goes, yeah. Like, <laughs> it not, it's like no, they but... didn't even have a reason. But then This she is goes, why we need, to get,
1: we need one of the writers on. From, from anywhere in the last 30 years, we need one to ask them why this happens. They're surprisingly hard to find. So what I've been doing every episode, I've been making a note of who the writer is and trying to find them and then messaging them. <coughs> they're that very, word. very hard to find. Uh, I may have just messaged some random people who unfortunately got the same name as their uh, neighbors. Why not? Right the, the early 2000s. They might have a better idea anyway, to be honest. Uh, but yeah, so they they, they don't bother explaining it. And then Susan goes, oh, there they are over there. And then we never see them. <laughs> we never see them. Because <laughs> they're, they're not sat next to them. Oh, that's background. good. Background. Because you nope. if you have just showed up to a late to a wedding, you'd go and sit next to your wives, wouldn't you? But they're not in shot once he go, Oh, they're over there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, absolutely terrible. But Mark can't do his vows. Uh so the next episode, uh, basically Steph figures it out because he's looking at Flick all the fucking time.
2: She clicks what goes on. Well, well kind of. She clicks what's going on when she goes into the house and she sees Mark with Flick. And he's given Flick his fucking jacket to wear. Oh, like the the sleaze
1: on this is, again, Darcy has got to run for his money again this week. I
2: don't understand why he's done this, so he's... Like, obviously, we, we miss it because it's not the full episode, but obviously, Ste- like, Steph might have run off and there's things that have gone on or whatever. But Mark is now in the house with Flick on the sofa having a chat. He's not with Steph. He's not gone looking for Steph because, obviously, like, he's fucked it all up. He's gone to find Flick. He's having a chat with Flick. He's given her his fucking suit jacket to wear, and then Steph comes in and goes, motherfuckers, <laughs> and then just fucking runs out again.
1: Yeah, so Flick basically tries to do a runner. She, Steph kind of thinks, she kind of clicks What's there's something dodgy going on here. Uh, so Flick just fucking runs away. She goes back to school, he starts packing a bag. Stu runs after her and is like, no, you can't run away. You need to deal with this. Why don't you stay stay low at my house? Uh, but then Mark, like I said, tracks her down. Doesn't bother running after Steph. He just leaves her to it. Uh, yeah, tracks her down and pretty much just, makes a play for flick at this point i'd say like yeah it's, it's not it's, nice, right out, though, it? it's right out of my playbook this one right you know you give him <laughs> the coat is just stage two of
2: uh, maybe oh, a five I, stage
1: plan is that <laughs> one of your stages give him the jacket <laughs> yeah that's definitely yeah stage two is the jacket stage one is stage one? One, let him talk let him let them say what they've got to say. Uh, <laughs> that sounded brilliant. Exactly. Let
2: that bitch fucking speak for a bit. Pretend <laughs> like you're listening. Just, <laughs> Just stage a long, two is jacket. What follows the
1: agreement? So, yeah, stage two, jacket. Oh, you must be cold. It's not, it's fucking Australia. It's fucking boiling, but here it is, jacket. <laughs> um, Stage three. Oh, you go. Oh, I don't think the jacket's getting you warm enough. Come in for a cuddle. Stage three. Oh, <laughs> uh, stage four. I don't know. Uh, playing with the hair. I don't know.
0: Honestly, th- this it just scares me that none of this is their choice. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's too hot. Put my jacket on, but like, put the
1: fucking oh no.
0: Well, well, this, this, well this is five. what it was.
1: Stay well, completion stage stay five, isn't it? it's <laughs> Mission accomplished, stage five. That's disgusting. But this is basically what he does. This is is just, he is doing this. And he's only caught by the woman he was meant to marry today. And she goes rightly fucking ballistic. Uh, And goes down to the street, absolutely fucking has a fucking brawl with Flick basically. Gives her two, pushes her around, drags her around. pushed
2: her at one point. I was like, wolf. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs)
1: You know, proper slobber knocker
2: going on here. Uh, well, then, and Stu, Stu's around as well, and he's ready to deck Mark at this point. Oh, but he, they have the shittest fight.
1: It is yeah. Awful. It was, yeah. <laughs> the girls are absolutely putting to shame here, and Steph and Flick, like, getting really intense. And and so Flick ends up on the floor. Stu, Mark tries to get her up, and Stu, like, get the fuck off her. And then they just do that real playground thing where they're just trying to get each other in headlocks. Mm-hmm. It's really, really awful. Uh, yeah, they have a really shit fight. Uh, Flick fucks off in a taxi, and then Joe Scully's running down the street after her, but can't catch her, even though he is Joe Scully. And he, if he caught that taxi, he'd have lifted it up in the air and ripped off the door, I'm sure. But um, yeah, he couldn't catch up with it. Couldn't get there. Yeah. So there we go. And then Steph's just a fucking mess in the bathroom. Dramatic stuff. It is. Very dramatic stuff as well. Um yeah, there we go. That's this is what it's been all been building to. And and then they do that thing in Neighbours where like something very dramatic has happened or basically all the other characters. They, they, they don't go back to the scholars now. They just kind of leave them to it, but everybody else is talking about what's happened and everybody's got an opinion on it. It was the same when Carl and the whole Carl and Sarah Beaumont thing came out. Everyone's got an opinion and got something to say about it. So easy
0: to kill an episode after something like this has happened. Yeah, just it's go to You just, you just know they're like fucking. hell we've got this week sorted. We're gonna do the main event on fucking Wednesday, and we'll do fuck all for the rest of the week because we, <laughs> we just have to talk
1: about it. <laughs> yeah, very much so. Um, let's talk about. We've we've mentioned him a couple of times already. We said he he's had a hard run this week, but he still manages to do what he does best or worst, depending on your opinion and how this goes is of course dr darcy Um of course he's tending to to penny whoa
2: yeah, whoa, whoa 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 have whoa you got a jingle of
1: course i've got a fucking jingle yeah so he's he's attending to uh penny i have tried to find penny on instagram as well um Again, I've just ended up messaging a world of potentially just random women. Um, what else is new? But, <laughs> but I to, she, uh, the actress who plays Penny was in uh, She was in some British shows for a while. I'm pretty sure she was in Coronation Street for a little while. Everyone's been in
0: Coronation Street. I was in Coronation Street. Who did you play in Coronation Street to?
2: Fucking Adrian Barlow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, so he's tending to Penny back at the surgery because she's gone over on her ankle uh, in those high heels, and Penny's like, "Oh, this is great, great service." Uh, what about your date? And he's like, "Yeah, she's not fucking returning my calls now." Uh, Carl comes in and he's absolutely fucking fuming about this. He's like, "What the fuck are you doing after hours?" He's just like, "I was at a wedding today and it's all gone wrong." <laughs> <laughs> And I've come back to the surgery and seen the lights on and seen urine here with this with this bird. Um and Darcy rightly is saying, There's nothing wrong going on, nothing nothing here going on at all. I am just tending to a patient out of hours. Um, but then he does just go meet her at the pub afterwards. Which is <laughs> which is not helping his cause, is it? He meets her at the pub. Uh, and he does get he does get to mug off Toadie and D here, uh, which is is really nice because they're the, the low key playing this story where we know Dee is very thirsty right now, um, and she's potentially not seeing the long. Genius. She, she's she's looking for Mister Right now when Mister Right is right there in front of him. Of course. Nice. So thank you, thank you. I can be uh, sensitive sometimes. Um...
2: Tell us about the jacket again. <laughs> and then he laughed like that. Everyone. <laughs>
1: So there's a there's a rose seller coming around. Like the, it's not really a thing anymore, but it used to be. Like, it, early late nineties, early two thousands, rose sellers were everywhere. Every Saturday, so every Saturday night they come into my restaurant. Oh, can I sell some roses? Yeah, whatever.
0: I I remember like, just a quick side note. Walking through the print works in Manchester with like a group of people I I was hanging around with at college. And like, I, I was like, even I was a bit JK back then, I gotta be honest. What's that, that mean? Was, just a bit gross. And that there was a, there was what, a, what? way, Tim? Well, just like trying to, trying to be smooth when there's just no need for it. What did you do? Well, well <laughs> this is the funny thing that there, there was a girl in this group. And I was thinking when I saw this guy, what I'm gonna do, i gonna buy all the girls in the group of Rose and I'm gonna look fucking cool. Guy walks past and he's like, Do I buy a rose? I'm like, How much, mate? And he said whatever he said. Like, fuck hell, the the me was asking for. I'm like, it just never mind. <laughs> I was interested for a second, but not for that much money. <laughs> How much money was it?
1: Yeah, you killed your own punchline there because the internet out. <laughs> oh, fuck.
0: There was no point there anyway. I just chose not to do it. it
2: Tim's internet is fully on its way out here. He's done it. He's done an hour, and he's now really his out. internet's fucked. <laughs> oh, that's his <laughs>
1: allowance for the week. He's gone. He's
2: uh, gone. Put another fifty p in the meter. What I'll do, what I'll do, Tim,
1: is I'll take your story and up you one, uh, because there, I remember being in a nightclub when a rose man came round uh, and went, "Would you like to buy a rose?" And I was dancing with a girl, and I went, like, "Yeah, I'll buy a rose." And I went. So I bought the rose, gave it to this girl, and she went, where am I going to put this? And I went, down your tits. And I threw it down her tits. I remember, I remember that.
2: <laughs> I didn't watch that. Horrible bastard. Yes, I actually <laughs> remember this. This isn't a bullshit one. This is a true thing that he did. <laughs> <laughs> she had massive jokes. Where else was he going to put it? Come on. What is like, wrong with you? to a bull.
1: <laughs> what is wrong with you? It was a practical solution to the problem i just created by buying this girl a rose. Um,
0: did you not have your own cleavage at that point?
1: No, I did not. Not yet. No, I didn't have cleavage. I just wore all my weight on my neck. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I re- that, is, that is a funny story. I reckon, though, in the future as we go on... I would like to hear a little bit more about when Tim was like JK. I think we might need to <laughs> delve into this a little bit more, especially with speeches and things coming up. I feel like we need to know a little bit more about Tim being an absolute terrorizer. My Wi-Fi is always going to be not good enough. Fair point.
1: <laughs> Tim, you said we—you so you said last week that, that I had bad idols. Was I your bad idol? Was that what it- was you looking at me and going this
0: guy's fucking great i think i'm I'm gonna get cut off here. i told you on your 30th birthday when you were sat cut when you stood there cutting your cake with your daughter i'm like i want to be like i and then it all went downhill from there (laughs) it was such a nice moment i thought yeah fucking got his shit together that
1: guy (laughs) And you said that now, so it's on record. You can never <laughs> back. You want to be like me, man. <laughs> and don't worry, I will teach you the ways. <laughs> I told you. Step two, jacket. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just had my I went down to get some Vinto. And then I just had my daughter chastise me for when I took her to a haunted house when she was eight.
2: <laughs> just out of nowhere.
1: Chastised <laughs> me about it
2: for no reason.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she was like, remember when you took me to that haunted house when I was eight? I was like, yeah, you hated it.' She's like, you shouldn't have done that.
2: <laughs> What's the beef with the haunted house? Was it too scary? Was it shit? It was What's too scary. The it, was the, it was one in York.
1: Um, she might have been nine, I don't know. Um, But yeah, it was one in York, and she wanted to go, but it was quite scary, and she she lost her shit pretty quickly, and wanted to get out very quickly. But yeah, she's just just decided to chastise me about me that now. You wanted to go? I say that's a lesson there. I just apologise. It's just just easier that way. (laughs) (laughs) I just assume I was probably in the wrong, so... But yeah, that was like six years ago, so...
0: I'd brace yourself. That might have just been, like, the ice starting to crack.
2: You're going to be apologising for, for lots more before this day's <laughs> out, I imagine. Yeah,
1: absolutely. <laughs> yeah, The scale of that, rose, I need to call. And so, speaking of roses, there's a rose seller. Uh, and Tony buys one for Dee because he's just a nice guy. And at this moment, Darcy's just come back from the shitter. Uh, and he's just gone, you're right, dickheads. Oh, I just need to interrupt in at the moment, Anna. Never mind. I'm on. Tell a girl over there. I'm probably going to shag her, even though no one, even though I shouldn't.
2: He is giving it the fucking. <laughs> he's being full darcy here again.
1: Yeah, it gives it the absolute biggest. But as he's walking away, just probably just like giving the wanker signs. Totally this
2: good. is the. He, he is doing that. He's like we. Like he, he's such a knobhead. But this is quite like. But then he he's walking backwards, and this is almost as bad as when. Shell fell over for no reason. Like, it's so badly done this. He's walking backwards, bumps into the rose seller, who drops all the roses, and then for some reason, that means Darcy has to buy all the roses. Like, it's the roses aren't, like... like, He didn't knock over someone's pint and smash it and drop the full pint and offer to buy a new pint. He dropped roses on the floor. Yeah, the roses aren't broken. No, he could easily pick them up and continue to sell them, no problem. But they've decided that this meant Darcy had to buy all the roses. But D and T, <laughs> D and Tony love this. They're back at home. Going, this is oh! the funniest thing they've ever heard. This is the yeah. greatest story that like, they're going to be telling this story for. Like they can't get over how funny this is. And when they're retelling it, it they literally say, "Oh," and then he knocked the roses over, and he had. To buy, yeah, to the, buy roses. the roses. Well, this is the funniest thing they've ever heard. Yeah. And they're like, and then she goes, Oh, well,
1: Penny got all those roses, though, didn't she? So like, she's, she's got it that she got all the
2: roses. And and then, yeah, they realized that Darcy probably actually looked quite good to his date because he bought a loads of roses. Yeah. It's... This is shit. It is real shit. Like they're trying to do it where it's these two having a bit of a bonding session. Because then for some reason, like they sit down on the sofa, dead, nice, fine, sit on the sofa. But then it, it almost gets a bit too couply. Like, Dee puts, like, she kicks her shoes off, puts them on to, onto Toadie, and then he starts rubbing her feet. And I feel like, whoa, we've, we, we're we kind of establishing that these two might be getting it on long-term in the future. Why all of a sudden is he rubbing her feet, though? I feel like that is at least stage six or seven. You'll know better than me. Like, <laughs> when do you start rubbing the feet? <laughs>
0: I, I feel like that there are stages in here that you can kinda of switch out. The point is you don't give give them the choice. You do something nice for them against their will. No, but no. None- so it, it might be a jacket, it might be a foot rub.
2: Well he buys her the rose and then it's onto the feet. Come on. I think I feel like we're jumping there. Yeah, I think whichever
1: whoever wrote this episode definitely got a full fetish. Possibly. Yeah. Uh so yeah, they're all just all being nice and friendly on the couch. We can't win this story. Um, next day, D is Carl's new receptionist. That came out of nowhere. D makes just, no D, sense. Next day He's already a full-time nurse working fucking loads of hours. All the hours can God send.
2: You know. I imagine uh, that you if you're a nurse, you're working at least 36 hours a day. Like it's one of those kind of jobs where you're just fucking working. I mean, it might only be over four days, but you are working at least 50 hours every one of those days. <laughs> yeah. And she's... she says that because Carl goes, again, like he didn't get the script. He goes, aren't you still working at the hospital? <laughs> and, and she goes, yeah, I'll just do it on weekends and at nighttime. What? It makes you that's, no that's when the hospital needs you the most. Yeah. And the and the doctor's surgery, pretty sure, is shot. Makes it he's ridiculous.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely stupid. She is Carl's new receptionist. And she's being shown the ropes. Uh, and, of course, as she's being shown the ropes. Darcy's coming out with Penny. Again, she's back. And he's the... <laughs> so I love this. I love... Any TV show that does this, I think, it's fantastic. When you catch the back end of a joke... Oh, brilliant! Yes, you're right. You're right. <laughs> not enough TV shows do this. If you, if anybody else in. Fight in a TV show, get it done. Uh, so he's telling Penny. He comes out and goes. The bear said, "You're not really there for the hunting, are you?" Penny laughs. laughs. It's fucking Everyone laughs. Everyone laughs. Everyone laughs. And then Dee's like, "Hmm, he's she's been hanging around a lot. She was in the pub with him last night." And Carl's like, yeah, yeah, I think something dodgy's going on there. And then D drops a bombshell and goes, "I know her. She works at the hospital. She's Tess's best mate. Tess, of course, was about to marry Darcy, uh, but then ran away because she didn't want to marry Darcy because Darcy had been checking D at the same time as well as checking Tess. Um, and tells Carl this. Uh, later on, she's Penny's back again at the. <laughs> again.
2: She's a rendus, isn't she?
1: Yeah, it is. This ankle, Jesus Christ. Um, but she's she's back for the third time in three days about her ankle. And Carl again has another girl, and he's probably right at this point because he's like, Fucking hell, this ankle can't be that bad. Uh and he connects the dots for Darcy. He's like, Well, did you not know that um she's mates with Tess? And Das is like, no, I didn't fucking know that at all. Uh, so he's not happy about this. He's, he's about to meet. He, he's due to meet Penny again at the coffee shop. Uh, so he meets her there and just has a fucking go at her says, all right. So what is this then? What is this? Are you trying to, you know, you're trying to set me up because your test is mate. You're trying to get revenge. What is going on? What is going on? What do you think?
2: I can't really tell now because I thought she was just a bit of a weird weirdo who was going to end up being like almost the the catalyst for Darcy to change his ways a little bit or she was a fucking psycho. I'll stop being a fucking gigolo. Um But instead, like, I don't know now. I can't tell if she is trying to mess with him or if she was after revenge. I don't know. I think, I mean, next time we watch some episodes, how many episodes are we going to watch next time? Uh. Around about five, maybe. Okay, so the next five. You don't want to watch more than that, no? No, I no think I'm not thinking That would be stupid. You sure? Five? Yeah, no, Six. I did think about 20, but no, I think five. Yeah. No, no, don't do that. Don't That would be mental. Um, okay, so the next five the next five episodes, don't want to do ten? Like me in the middle or anything? You still think that's too many? No, let's stick with five. It's, it's been a okay, winning one so next... for us. I like it. I like it. So the next five episodes that we watch, I would not be surprised if this is completely dropped and Penny is no longer in the show. <laughs> I, I don't think she'll be there in the next five episodes. We are sticking with five, yeah. Yeah, we're sticking with five. I don't. I don't think she'll be there at the end of the next five episodes.
1: Yeah, I think you might be right. So I think we will see her again, though.
2: Um, uh, yeah,
1: she has and a then- right to reply in this. I think she'll she'll give away what her true motive is. Uh, and what do you think it, that it,
2: might be, Tim? This is difficult to follow at this point. Fuck knows. I don't True know. Motive for this girl who's being a bit of a hussy with Darcy at the minute. Yeah. what Best do you friends with Terrence,
1: who jilted him at the altar. I mean, it, it it
0: it's kind of obvious, but at the same time, Darcy just seems like the kind of person that anything will just slip off him. Hey. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> <True. laughs> <laughs> I don't think he he could be the victim of revenge. I don't think it would work. No, and he wouldn't he wouldn't take the lesson if he was. No, that's revenge. Revenge. it would just it would just happen to him, and he'd carry on doing the same shit. Even if his mates told him, this is a bad idea. You should probably just grow up a little bit." He'll just ignore it. He'd, do, he'd double right. down if
2: anything. <laughs> you know what's really bad though is if if like Darcy's doing all this, and then there's like a younger like impressionable, like, younger guy who sees all this and then thinks, you know what? This guy's got his head screwed on. I want to be like him. That's when (laughs) it really hurts, I think.
1: I've seen what he does. He's around about 30 now, I imagine. I, I, This guy's got, he knows what's up. I want to be this guy. I want to do what he's doing.
2: Dangerous.
0: And then the older guy sets a bad example and the young guy just turns into a fucking serial killer.
2: Um let me make a note of that. It sounds like a good idea for a, <laughs> for a TV show. That was in
1: that was in the Patreon Tim. Come on. That was that was the film <laughs> ideas then.
2: Mm. <laughs> yeah, who knows? We don't know is the answer. We will have to watch the next five episodes five episodes, yeah? Five yeah,
1: five episodes,
2: yeah. We'll watch the next five episodes anymore. <laughs> I couldn't do it. Um and we'll see we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah. Stay stay tuned. Next week you'll find out what we know. Well, Fuck it hell. You don't want to know why, though. No. <laughs> but one day I'll tell you it all, Tim. Do you not worry. Deathbed. I don't think I want to know.
0: <laughs> that would be that would be the ultimate prank. That like, just telling me all that shit on on my deathbed because obviously you're clearly gonna live forever, you freak.
1: Oh yeah, and, exactly.
0: Yeah. I'll <laughs> be dying, and you'll just be like. I'm going to tell you some really gross stories and I'll be
1: just dying. Oh, and he will whisper
2: it right in your ear. Yeah, I
1: won't be able to move because I'm dying. (laughs) (laughs) You'll be like fucking Hector Salamanca just with the fucking bell going, no! (laughs) (laughs) I'll just, I'll be
0: nailing the medication button that I basically just killed myself on morning. Shut the fuck up, I don't want to know.
1: (laughs) Tim, the last thing that ever is going to happen to you is you're going to get whispered by me. That's is... oh.
2: <laughs> one final whisper. Oh,
1: <laughs> you were the long con all along, Tim.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it would explain a lot, to be fair. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> and it'll hurt
1: even more because I've already told you.
0: You'll be yeah, on your
1: and I went, remember that time I told you he was gonna get whispered? And yeah. went, oh, it's now. Bro, it's, it's now. it
2: sounds like something from prison or something <laughs> now. Like you've told and you've got him in the showers or something. You, oh. oh
0: this went dark. It did
2: it go dark. He's, he's made it dark. He could have just called went on to a new storyline, but instead he's gone absolutely oh dark web <laughs> on us. I think um, I, along with everyone, was hoping we'd be fucking dumb with
0: the Neighbours stuff. I think that's
2: There's going to be another 2 parter At this rate, right? come on, let's fucking let's go let's race go. through let's, some bits now.
1: Well let's talk about Rosie. Um, so she's come round from the uh, the hypnotism.
2: Made no sense, Tim. So you, you remember last time she was fucking hypnotised, acted yeah. like she was doing a business speech, and started speaking fucking Italian, and then. It made no sense that she started doing that. And then within about three or four minutes of the next episode, they completely dropped this and she goes, don't know what you're talking about. And they're like, no, do you remember us? Like, you, I'm Harold, I'm Lou. You, you're fucking hypnotized. And she's literally like, nah. What are you talking about? I don't know. That was the other writer from the other episode. So <laughs> nothing in this script about that, I'm afraid. Sorry.
1: Yeah, doesn't count. Uh, yeah, yeah. Lou and Harold are pussyfooting stuff around. She's yeah, so she can't quite remember what's happened. Uh, meanwhile, though, we've got a, a young girl going round Ramsey Street on her bike selling uh, cookies and biscuits. However, these bucket, these buckets, <laughs> these these biscuits and cookies, uh, are <laughs> well, well past their sell by date and are not suitable for human consumption. However, she's already got the money, and she's fucking done one.
2: She's Uh, fucking rinsing everybody. She's she's like, she rinsing Libby Libby for 20 quid. But then why does Libby give her 20 quid? It's ridiculous. Like, she says, oh, you can have, like, a box for $2 or something, or you can have three boxes for $5. So Libby says, well, I've only got 20 quid. So she just, like, she says, all right, well, you can have this big box, and she gives her the 20 quid. Like, I don't understand why people are doing it. And then she gets Drew a little bit later. She gets Harold for a fucking shed load. Like, she's just rinsing people. It just shows how thick a lot of these neighbours characters are, I think. <laughs> yeah. it, it makes no sense that they'd just be dropping 20 quids on this little eight-year-old girl. Mm. Drew's working two jobs because they've got money problems. He's he
1: who bouncer- Drew? Yeah. He's, he's got two he, jobs. He's, he's a bouncer at night. He's working too, because they can't fucking afford anything. That's why they've moved into Lou's house. Because they can't afford to get a fucking bigger house. Whoa. Working too, and she's fucking dropping 20s on fucking chocolates. Unbelievable. Uh, but yeah, so this little girl is going around just absolutely rinsing every character in Neighbours. Uh, however, she gets caught by her grandma, Rosie. Uh, we find out this young girl is Summer Highland, and Rosie is Rosie Hoyland. This is the newest family on the street, the Highlands. Uh, you may remember Izzy Highland as a notable. No, is she not the? That's not the same
2: family. I don't remember. Her. She hasn't been on yet. Well, no, you might remember her from when we watched the. I'm, I'm in kayfabe mode. Eh? I am just in watching it one episode at a time. Don't <laughs> know who you mean. So far, I've met a little girl called Summer Highland. I don't know who she belongs to, belongs to who her family is, or what the fuck's going on. Well,
1: for Tim, you can be in the know because you know I'm teaching you the ways. Um, this Look, is Tim a...
2: making notes about the ways. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he does, he,
0: he a... doesn't understand it, that The point was he blew it. Like, he doesn't get that yet.
1: <laughs> I will never That's get part that. of it, though, Tim. That's part <laughs> of it. <laughs> um, so, summer goes, but then obviously, summer gets busted for selling all these gone-off chocolates. And then Rosie's like, well, it's about time you should meet some of my friends. This is Harold. He owns the cafe. And this is Lou. And she goes, oh, is this the one you're shagging then? And then Harold's like, what? Uh, because it's now been revealed. Even though she kind of told Harold. That "I thought, gonna... Yeah, this
2: was a bit weird. I thought she'd already told him. I think
1: she word. told Harold that they weren't. She's like, listen, it's not going to happen. But I don't think she said I don't think she completed the sentence oh, okay. because of Lou. I think she just said it's not going to happen. Uh, so this causes a lot of rowing between Lou and Harold, who are now living together, obviously. So lots and lots of bickering, even more bickering, but not in the nice comedy, comedy way that they usually like to bicker. Um Quite, quite, quite. they say some quite hurtful things to each other.
2: Neither of them come off well here. I don't. No, like I was trying to think whose side would I would I be on, and none of them come across as likable, really.
1: Yeah, none of neither of them did. Like they all both give speeches to each other about how they're justified in what they're doing. And yeah, it's bit of a it's bit of a pity party almost. Because Lou's like, yeah, I've got a dead wife as well, and my wife died first, so I should get first dibs.
2: They're trying to top each other with dead wives. That is what it comes across like. Wow. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. And, yeah, they're trying to justify their actions. And Lee's like, well, I was like, well, no, you my friend. And Lee's like, don't care. I'm getting some. Uh, and I was like, yeah, but my wife just recently died. He's like, well, my died first, so...
2: What's that? Your daughter left. Oh no, that was me as well. Like, they they, they do stuff like that. It's yeah, just... they're
1: proper one and turn kind of one
2: up each other. But then, and I think it's the very next episode Lou's doing another night at the pub, obviously, after the roaring success of the fucking mind, not mind reader. Um, what did he do last week? Hypnotist last week. <laughs> the amazing Rufo. But, yeah, this week he's doing fucking karaoke. So like them two are not getting along. They're fucking hating each other. My wife's more dead than your wife. All that kind of stuff. And then one little sniff of karaoke. Harold's fucking round there. I'll do one. And he's right up there with a the microphone fucking belting out some shit. Mm. Well, that leads us quite neatly
1: into the next kind of storyline. I want to talk about another new character into the show. Don't remember this person at all.
2: Uh, I, I do. Remember. See, I do a yeah. little bit. Because I remember thinking, why is she from Liverpool? Yeah. I think what they've done,
1: they've gone, oh, everyone loves Connor because he's Irish. Uh let's have another distinct accent. Let's get a Scouser <laughs> yeah, in. Yeah, so we it's Valma. Uh she is Lynn's It's Andy. Valder. Is it Valder? Yep, yeah, Valder. Fair enough. Yeah, i said I couldn't understand. She is Lynn's auntie, uh, and she's here for the wedding, of course, of Steph and Mark, and sees it all go up in fucking flames. She can
0: make it, but Carl
1: can't. (laughs) Yeah. Swan can't make it either. Jack Scully couldn't make it.
2: But she's come from fucking Liverpool. Carl (laughs) is next door. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and she's just one of those.
1: What's the best way to describe her? Doesn't she. She's she tells it how it is. She calls the spade a spade. Um uh, so obviously all this shit's kicking off with the wedding. Steph's steaming in in a fucking wedding dress crying, and she's like, Oh, what's her fucking problem? Uh I always thought Flick was the fitter one anyway. Uh, just being generally horrible. So Joe and Lynn are like, Can you just get the fuck can', Susan? Can you get the fuck out of my house, please? And they're like, Yeah, of course, we've got loads of spare rooms. Just come stay with us because we fucking run a hotel, apparently.
2: That's what they do, though, don't they? I'd love to know how many people have stayed at Carl and Susan's, because this isn't That'll like a it. young waif and stray you they've taken in. This is just an old, like an an older lady who's there. Like, that, what, why is she staying at Carl and Susan's house? There'll be
0: a number somewhere. I reckon. Let's have a. Let's all have a guess now, and let's find out for next week. Yeah, we'll do a Twitter poll and see if anyone else knows.
2: I honestly think. I reckon there's probably, I reckon there's about forty people that have stayed at their house who aren't even related to the
1: – Yeah, not not kids,
2: not their I'm own kids, gonna... but forty other people have stayed.
1: I'm there. gonna go higher. I'm gonna
0: say seventy.
2: Shit, yeah, hell. I was gonna
1: say, I was gonna say eighty.
2: Actually, I, I been... tried to be quite conservative, but yeah, maybe
1: over twenty. Some years, just think about how yeah. many people have lived in that house in the last couple of weeks. True. Seventies, my guess. Yeah, I'm gonna i I'm gonna say eighty. Uh, that's the gonna, next week. Yeah, that's the one we'll find out. We'll find out. Um yeah. so yeah, they're they're like staying at council and she's she she brings all the shit, there's fucking loads there. She's only she's only come for a wedding, but she's brought four suitcases with her. Um and then she gets in, she's like, Oh, I could do with a drink. Carl's like, Oh, what do you like? Sure. I like gin. He's like, Oh, I've got some gin, don't worry. Dust off the gin. I'll just have it straight, please. Quadruple, please. Gets the gin. Fuck it. Who has drink? Who has
2: gin straight? I, well, I was going to ask you this, because you know a lot of cunts who drink weird shit. Um <laughs> Do you know anyone who fucking has like gin straight? I have never heard of that before no. in my life.
1: No, I don't think anybody's ever drunk gin straight. Gin's, Gin's horrible. Needs, gin, yeah, gin needs a mixer. It needs a tonic. It
2: needs. And this is, bad way, this is the days before, like, flavoured gin and things like that, which took the edge off. For me yeah, this was,
1: this, yeah, this was before gin was in vogue. This was when gin looked and smelled and tasted like paint stripper and probably was yeah. paint stripper with just a different label on it. Um, Yeah, gin she is like... Nails it. Yeah, absolutely fucking nails this quadruple gin and goes, brilliant, get me another. And girl's like, fucking hell, here we go. Uh, and she's like, right... We're off to the pub, my treat, I'll get us, there's a karaoke on now, you know, I'm fucking, let's go have some dinner, let's go have well, a karaoke. first
2: of all, she buys him some cakes from Harold, who she starts like quite liking the look of, mm. she calls him a hunk at one point and buys a, a shitload of cakes. Well, I say buys a load of cakes, here's the thing, we never see her buy the cakes. No. She says, I'm going to have all these cakes, and then she comes home with a shitload of cakes. I'm only saying this because later on, when she said, oh, I'll treat us all to a big fucking night out, conveniently, purse left at home. Oh, we have not seen the colour of Valda's money yet. So I think she's gonna. She's a fucking scammer a little bit here. Yeah, you think, think?
1: yeah definitely, definitely. She tries to use that, that scouse charm. Uh, because when she gets to lose as well, she's like, right, three vodka martinis, I'll tell you how to make them. Lou just plays along with it. Lou's like, whatever. I'm I'm getting on with Rosie. I don't care right now. Um uh, so he he just completely humors her. She's like, right, shake it a little bit. Three cubes of ice. And he's like, yeah, whatever. Uh but she forgets her purse. Carl and Susan are like, all right, well, we'll pay for dinner. They have dinner. And she's like, Right, I'm staying for the karaoke. You you two can fuck off home now if you want. I'm getting on the karaoke with this, with Harold and Lou. And they're just fucking, yeah, just absolutely. Carries karaoke's it up with Harold on there. God knows what they're singing. Uh, some Scouts classic, I'm sure.
2: Well, it's called it's called something like the Girl from Texas. So I don't think it's a Scouts classic. <laughs> if I'm being honest, <laughs> this storyline <laughs> can be done within three episodes as well. They're <laughs> going to find her out, and that we are. She'll just go home. Well, I don't know. And again, obviously, I'm in kayfabe, so it's this. I'm, I'm watching this for the first time. I'm sure she hangs about for a bit. You know. I'm sure they can't get rid of her for a little while. This this woman.
0: <laughs> I'm sure this is another trend of like. There's just all the single
2: women just being a oh, bit. Oh,
0: oh. sorry, that's a different
2: one. Sorry, Tim. Put <laughs> well, that on the wedding playlist, though, please. It's fucking mint that song. I think that's the greatest song Beyonce ever did. I know she's not dead or yeah. anything, but like, I think it's the best song. <laughs> it's fucking brilliant, that song. The video's brilliant. The dance is brilliant. The song is brilliant. If that's not on at the wedding, Tim, I will be requesting it from my own fucking phone. <laughs> <laughs> we could I do was- the full dance. Whoa. Oh. You, you and Jay could do the full dance
1: as part of the speech. No, what you need to do is get all the single ladies in the room, anybody who is single, and make them do the dance. Just make
2: them do it. <laughs> I imagine though the problem with that might be if they're single, no one wants to see them in leotards doing a fucking Beyonce dance. <laughs> I'm not putting yeah. leotards on them as well. Oh, them down down. We're, not, we're not doing things by halves here, Tim. Fucking hell. Come on, Grace has got the money for leotards. Sort it out. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, I'm gonna say "Crazy in Love" is Beyoncé's best song. By the way, just oh,
2: you're so predictable, you f- oh, <laughs> asshole.
0: Too much favorite Beyoncé song. Can't name another one. It's those two. That's it. That's like she's so overhyped. That's she wow. did "Crazy in Love." Yep. Married Jay Z. She did whatever that fucking other song was. Single ladies. Yeah. Well there done.
2: Tim's decided, Beyonce, overrated. Overrated.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> I think she's great, but she's overrated. Like,
0: whatever. Fair enough. Uh, write another fucking motivational journal. Don't give a shit.
1: <laughs> Does she <laughs> write a motivational journal? She just seems
0: the type. That's what I'm saying. Like, she's like, every woman looks to her like she's this fucking
2: queen. Fuck off. Like, whatever. But well, Tim, you, you don't know if she actually did that. You've decided you <laughs> hate Beyonce for something she probably hasn't even done.
1: You're becoming more like me every single day. <laughs> He's so learning. This <laughs> <laughs> is your worst nightmare, Tim. <laughs> yeah.
2: I'm sure Tim's neck's getting fatter as well. <laughs> yeah, it's his turn.
1: It's his turn to get fat. Yeah. I give it a year after he gets married. He'll just he'll just How good
2: would Fat Tim be? (laughs) I would love Fat Tim.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Actually, no, he'll look like we talked about that little Britain sketch before. He'll look like Matt Lucas in that sketch when he goes, Margaret. (laughs) But it'll be great. (laughs)
0: you know what you will look like is a completely different
1: set of jokes that's a
2: a spin-off we'll do that definitely (laughs) Uh,
1: I think that's going to be my speech you know just predicting the downfall of Tim over the next 10 years
2: (laughs) in like five stages though in five stages
1: (laughs) it's all going to be
0: inside jokes and it's going to be fantastic
1: At some point, I'm just going to go over and give you my jacket. (laughs) (laughs) Step two. Step two. (laughs)
2: You know what you should do? Oh, no, I'll tell you when Tim's not on. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Sorry, his internet will go any second now.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, you know, right, we'll put Tim, Tim can know this. He'll know most of the jokes anyway, obviously. What you should do is go and put your jacket on, Grace. That would be fucking (laughs) brilliant. (laughs) Do it. I'll put it on a (laughs) mum.
0: Oh, my jaw's hurting.
2: (laughs) That's what she said. There we go. Nice.
1: And I think that's Neighbours for the week, really. Uh, Yay! <laughs> uh, yeah. We do get a nice little cameo. Uh, it's not really a storyline that's going anywhere right now. It might do at some point. But uh, it, I think someone has taken Tad's identity because his passport's gone missing. Uh, and then someone shows up to repo his telly because he's bought a telly for three grand uh, and he's not paid the bills. The person who's come to repo it is Nathan the drug taker, the one who tried to get Paul on steroids? He shows up looking roided as fuck as well.
2: I like how <laughs> Tab calls him roid boy as
1: well. <laughs> <laughs> he literally this guy can't get through the fucking door. He's that roided up. And he's like, yeah, I just beat people up for a living now.
2: Um, yeah, this is an ongoing little storyline. I quite like this one because it is a bit under the radar with everything that's going on. But yes, there's something going on with someone stealing Tad's identity. It's Pretty good. Um, I like that. I reckon
1: it's Valma or Valda, whatever she's called.
2: Well, she's not sure what her name is, so she needs to steal somebody else's. Obviously. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. There we go. So we'll find out. We'll find out what happens with Darcy next week. We'll see if we get C Flick or Steph at any point uh we'll see what happens if tad's identity has been stolen uh we'll see if Tim's any more like me over the next week or so
2: Keep an eye on it
1: keep an eye on it it's a short dress like you again <laughs> <laughs> that was that was me putting them it wasn't me putting a jacket it was putting a waistcoat on you, <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> to me and like what was I supposed to do with it Of course I'm gonna put it on and that's how you do it. You make it <laughs> think like it's your idea.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, and that is step five. So, uh, thank you very much to Adam and Tim. We'll uh, see you next week. Um, just the five episodes.
2: Yeah, let's just do five. Just...
1: If you'd like early access to the extended versions of this podcast, don't forget you subscribe to our Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash neighborhood rewatch for just one pound a month. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at WatchNeighbor. And you can also leave us a like and a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, or wherever you get your podcast.